Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411 what should be the final episode of the cartel, but we will see. <laughs> so we left off last week with part two and it was Paul was going to Leopold begging him for another pill for Sean. And Paul found the bug that his office was also bugged. And Leopold does say that he will give him another pill. Paul and Tracy were planning the wedding. And I think those are kind of the major things that we're kind of get get started on <laughs> yes this week so do you want to get us started sure october 28th through november 4th the wedding's being set up and tracy is nervous so she goes downstairs not dressed real Alan quick Walker- just remember this is all 1991 we have had no year changes all 1991 but this is still so crazy to me I that know. it was all just in, and not even the whole year like we said like six months but again the entire cast was involved so it was yeah everybody it wasn't just four guys hanging out causing chaos with two people yeah sorry i just that's okay yep nope Uh, you're right it's crazy it's all 1991 so alan walks in and says paul is nowhere to be found scott and lucy see paul at the bar and ask him if he's going to show up for the wedding paul meets with leopold to get the pill and then guests start arriving for the wedding ned is all hostile that he hasn't seen paul yet Monica asks Ned to stop wearing his hostility on his sleeve. She tells him to keep his remarks in the family. Tracy's in her robe in the study talking to Edward's pitcher. She is scared of making the biggest mistake of her life because Paul is so young. She should be proud of that. Like, you go cougar. Sean catches more for like the naive, like him being naive. You know, what if, I think that's her concern is what if once we're married, he realizes you know? Maybe, maybe, but then once she married him, she realized he was not naive to anything. He's a big jerk. So Sean catches Paul in his office to give him the pill. Sean questions why Paul is marrying Tracy. He tells him he needs a minute alone. Sean tells Paul he will let him know about the results of the research. He tells Paul he thinks that someone has a shotgun to his head to make him marry Tracy. Robert opens a box up in a locker that contains a tape recorder and two perfume vials. He finds a negative that looks like a picture of AJ having a romp with Nancy. He finds a note from Nancy trying to blackmail AJ. Robert decides he is going to show up at Tracy's wedding after all to question AJ. Sean gives Tiffany the pill he got from Paul, and Tiffany wants to go to the wedding with Sean so she can give the pill to Tony in person. Ned shows up and finds Paul in his office. He asks Paul if he is waiting for a last minute escape from marrying his mother. Ned tells Paul not to hurt his mother because he has made her more vulnerable than he has ever seen Tracy. He tells Paul he will drive him to the wedding. Sean gives Tony the extra pill and Paul finally arrives and the wedding is about to begin. The wedding takes place and they exchange vows. The wedding takes place and they exchange vows. Jenny catches Tracy's bouquet and Paul looks on at her sad. Poor Paul. Why? Just why? Paul and Tracy arrive in the Bahamas on their honeymoon. Tracy is anxious to get Paul into bed, but he insists they go for a swim. She is not happy, but agrees finally. Tracy and Paul get back from the swim and she wants to go to bed with him again and he wants to go sightseeing. Tracy lashes out and wants to know why he doesn't want her. She tells him she hates him then freaks out and apologizes. Finally, they start to kiss and fall to the floor together. That's a little bit dramatic of a fight there to tell somebody you hate them and then end up. I guess it's better than stabbing them, but still. I mean, there's that. But I really (laughs) give Paul a lot of credit because that has to have been so difficult because married people on their honeymoon typically, especially if they haven't. Right. That's like the first thing that happens. Right. And But he's being respectful as he can to the woman that he just wrongfully married. You're right. Do not do that because that is a, a next level. Like he's honoring that part. Yeah. And it's just, oh. But all it took was her to say that she hates him and then they fall to the floor. 
He's like, I like that. <laughs> Robert and Mac talk about their strategy to out the cartel. Robert questions a hotel bellhop about AJ being at the hotel. AJ has been a big suspect in Nancy's murder, and there is a lot of Alan and Monica on the side throughout all this. Yeah, there was just, I mean, it was, that's pretty much all that Robert was doing at this point was questioning AJ, questioning Monica and Alan because he has that photo of Nancy and it was, that was going to add like another five pages. So I just took it all out. Yeah, no, that makes sense. The bartender at the hotel tells Robert that Faison was at the hotel having a drink that night with Nancy. Mac tells Anna that even though Faison was at the Outback, he noticed his jacket was different and he didn't have a burn on the lapel. They think Faison might have had an elaborate alibi cooked up. Anna and Mac search Faison's room. They find a disguise. They realize someone else might have been wearing a Faison mask. We should buy your husband a Faison mask. We should. We should. <laughs> That would be so good. That's what he can be for Halloween next year. There we go. I could be. Or you can just you can just like randomly pop up with it, like like they did in the show. Who's going to be phase on today? Pounds to be Anna <laughs> Devane. <laughs> just take up some ballet. You'll be good. Robert is in his office. He gets a report on the vials in Nancy's locker. The chemical is carbon disulfide. Tracy is glowing, and Paul comes in, and she asks him if he is happy. He says this is all new for him and for her to give him a chance. Tracy and Paul get a delivery of a fruit basket and Paul gets a call from Leopold who tells him he wants him to bring back Tracy's proxy for her ELQ shares from their honeymoon. Paul says he is not sure he can do that and they tell him that he has no choice if he loves his daughter. How do you, like, How is that a conversation on your honeymoon? Hey, baby, now that we hooked up and we're married, can I have your ELQ shares? Right. Especially after they already talked about after a year. Right. Then it would be 50-50 or whatever it was. Right. But not immediately. To say, yeah, but maybe I should be a proxy just in case anything should happen. Yeah. I don't (sighs) know. Anyway. So November 4th through 8th, Tony finds a duplicate compound. He has to test it on a human. Tony sees Bobby and tells her the good news. And Bill is taken to Robert's office. Anna, Robert, and Sean are all there. And they tell Bill that he is off the hook for the murder of Nancy. Bill is furious that he has been set up. But they they tell Bill that he was arrested as a cover. They ask Bill if he knows about the cartel and Harlan Barrett being a part of it. He says he knows not much about anything. And they tell him that he needs to join the cartel and report back to them. They want Bill to find out about Faison, Leopold, and Harlan's plan. Bill is very interested. They ask him about the carbon disulfide. He tells them it is so dangerous that they have a ventilation system to get rid of it. Sean walks into Robert's office and tells Robert and Anna that Tony found the compound. Oh, Sean had left at some point and gone to the hospital and then came back and talked to um, talked with Tony. And he told them that he has the compound and they that he is no longer under the cartel's thumb. Which I feel like Sean wasn't necessarily under the cartel's thumb. He was under Paul's thumb. Who was under the cartel's thumb. Right. So he was generationally. Generationally? I don't know. Generationally? Not generationally, but. No. (laughs) He was two steps down from it. (laughs) Yeah. Tracy comes back to her room, sort of tipsy from rum punch. Paul takes advantage and suggests that she should leave ELQ to him and maybe open a boutique or start a charity. Tracy tells him no way and that she likes being his equal in business. Paul gets a delivery to the hotel room. It's a telex, which I think is like a telegram. He tells, would this have been before faxes too? No. It shouldn't have. Maybe, maybe they're cheaper or more private. What is a telex? An international system of telegraphy with printed messages transmitted and received by teleprinters using public telecommunications networks. So it looks like right before a fax machine. Okay. So yes, it was a telegram. It it was the in-between telegram and fax. All right. He tells Tracy that they need to go back because Ned is trying to undermine him and sell the canneries. These canneries. Tracy is upset and Paul tells her that she can stay and give him proxy. Kind of smart move there. Tracy says no way. She will exercise her own right to vote. 
Sean, here's my big thing though. Hardlin already has experience with Tracy. He knows she's not giving up, you know, no matter what, she's not giving up ELQ. Mm-hmm. So I, but I, I'm enjoying the story. So I guess if he had not suggested that, then we. Wouldn't I mean, I don't know here. that it. Right, but I don't know that 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 what Paul just said it makes sense. Like, hey, if you want to stay here on our honeymoon, you can, but I'm going to leave. That kind of defeats the purpose of a honeymoon. Right. So then, Sean and Anna discuss ELQ's purchase of the canneries for the cartel. Harlan tells the secretary of ELQ to take the rest of the day off. Bill never got the messages about the meeting because Harlan didn't tell him. Harlan tells Bill that he wants him to meet his business liaisons, the cartel. Bill calls Anna to tell her that Harlan wants to meet him and his business associates. Robert meets Bill at the movie theater for their meeting. Again, we are meeting in a movie theater. First of all, where is this movie theater and why can't we have it back? Bring back people going to the movies. Did the teens go to movies back in the day? I feel like Robin and them did. Yeah. But remember, uh, Mac and Felicia snuck out of hiding to go uh, Mac and Dominique snuck out of hiding to go see a movie. Yes. Yeah. So this movie theater is just like, I don't know. Robert talks to the man who played Faison at the club, and he finally admits that Ray killed Nancy with poison given by Faison. Leopold asks Faison if he killed Nancy. Leopold finally admits that they need Bill, but not Julia, and Faison agrees. They said to bring Bill around Friday morning to fill him in before the ELQ board meeting, Harlan tells Bill he is in the organization, but his associates don't want Julia. Anna and Bill meet at an art ex- exhibition, which I don't, would this have been at the Chuck? Ooh. hmm To discuss his plans to search the plant. She then goes to see a mysterious patient at the hospital. Bobby and Tony bust her and won't let her continue her undercover work. So she had been walking around like in a nurse's outfit, but underneath her trench coat Mm -hmm. and was trying to be a nurse to get to this patient. Robert goes over the case and the suspects again with Mac and goes through each suspect and their alibi. Remy talks about the bridge being being broken and Robert gets a brainstorm. He wants to get all of the suspects at the lighthouse on Friday so he can announce the murderer. It was just like the end of the movie clue. (laughs) Harlan introduces Bill. Well, not just like it, but very similar. Harlan introduces Bill to the members of the cartel. They ask Bill if he can keep their business separate from Julia. They tell Bill there is a long series of interviews he will have to undertake. Bill tells them that he needs, he has to go to the ELQ board meeting. Board meeting is about to commence and Ned thinks that he has Alan, Lila, and Monica on his side. He's still working on Julia. Ned says that they have a quorum so they can start Ned calls the meeting to order, and he tells them that they have been relying on Paul Hornsby to save the company. Ned says he has made some bad decisions about the canneries he has purchased. Remember, apparently he paid like market value, even though they're draining money. Not market value. He paid above market value, and they are bleeding money. So Ned asks, Ned said that he, Ned asks them to vote to sell the canneries. Paul and Tracy walked in, and Ned is stunned that they are back for the meeting. Paul tells him that the figures are wrong and the board meeting takes place. Bill and Julia vote with Paul and Tracy to keep the canneries. Ned is furious that he lost by 51% to 49%. Ned snarls at Paul, who tells him not to pull another stunt like that again. Ned tells them he's going to keep it on trying until he gets Paul out of ELQ. That was very close, 49 to 51, man. Yep. It was probably Lucy. Right. (laughs) (laughs) November 11th through the 15th, the cartel hears the news about the canneries being retained and the members are happy. Remy delivers the murder mystery invite to Faison. Robert is still looking over his suspect board. Bill, Julia, Scotty, Lucy, Faison, AJ, Jenny, John, and Pertrit. Am I saying that right? Pertrit. Robert shows up and the show begins. Robert goes one by one through AJ's story and there are flashbacks. Then he goes through Julia's encounter with Nancy. Then they go through Jenny's account of the story. Everyone takes turns sharing their story of what they were doing at the time of the murder. Robert goes on to validate Bill's alibi. Robert then says someone who shot Nancy could be Faison. Faison says he was at the Outback all evening. Robert has Faison's double. He paid with the mask to enter the lighthouse. Robert exposes Faison's alibi. 
Faison then recounts his story of why he made the mask and set up an alibi. He tries to get Robert's goat by saying he did that so he could be with Anna. Remy comes in with an evidence box. There is a shoe print in cement and Robert makes them all stick their foot in to see if it fits. Bill's shoe fits perfectly. Dun, dun, dun. Bill is livid at Robert and says he is framing him. Anna tells Sean they need to find out the date of the cartel's big event. Sean asks Anna who she thinks called Nancy. Anna thinks it is Julia. Max says he would rather not comment. Robert continues to try to nail Bill, but just as he is about to arrest him, Finian admits that Bill didn't do it. Finian says he did. Finian recounts his story. She threatened him with the vials. He says he shot her by accident. Remy arrests Finian. Paul calls his mother from his office to find out how Susan is. Ned comes in. They argue about business. Ned tells him he won't give up till he gets Paul out of ELQ. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So apparently Ned was a broken record at that point. <laughs> Jenny sees an article in the newspaper about Tracy and Paul returning from their honeymoon. Why is that newspaper worthy? I don't know. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I had the same thought. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I, I don't recall seeing in my paper so-and-so and so-and-so returned from their honeymoon. Right. Even the most fa- like maybe the royals. Right. Right. <laughs> anyway, Jenny says she is so lucky she had Ned to help her out during the murder accusations. Bobby tells Jenny that while power and influence are impressive, that strength and character is most important. Paul comes to the park with Susan. Paul wants to talk to Jenny, but she runs off. Paul is in his office with his daughter, and Sean walks in. Susan leaves. Sean tells Paul he needs a sample of the virus. Sean tells Paul they have duplicated the pill. Paul tells them they are far too dangerous. Bill goes to the park and meets Faison. They decide Bill needs another meeting with Sean. Sean meets with Bill and is told the cartel is still testing him. Sean warns him the tests are very dangerous. Paul goes to see Jenny, declaring his love, and she tells him to leave. He kisses her, and she stops. Ned walks in, wondering what is going on, and accuses him of going after Jenny. He he threatens that if Paul hurts Tracy, he'll wish he'd never come to poor Charles. Harlan and Bill meet with Faison. Faison asks Bill if he suspects Finian. Faison tells him he thought Bill did it. Bill said he had a lot of people fooled. Faison asks him if he is capable of killing, and Bill says whenever necessary. Bill says if the cartel asks him, he would even kill Faison. Faison shakes his hand. That's odd. <laughs> Thank so, you. I'm glad you're so dedicated. You'd even kill me. There was a video, and I forget when this happened, and I forgot to put it in the notes when it happened, uh-huh. but I would like to play it because. It has them discussing the breakdown of cartel. Okay. And like what the cartel is. So we are going to listen to this again. We do not own rights to anything on YouTube. This is the anniversary of our founding. It's time to review our chart. Three other cartel. Stated mission of our group overall is global power to be accomplished through centers of trade, politics, and industry. Meanwhile, Port Charles shall serve as the model for our plan. The canneries are phase one of a two step plan. 
the first step involves production of carbon sulfide, a byproduct of the canning process which can be used in various doses ranging from mild intoxication to death. The additional canneries, more carbon disulfide will become available as it is right now. Barrett Industries produces 50 gallons a month. And phase two involves our virus and the paranormal pill, the perfect way to gain life and death control over any subject. With these two powerful weapons at our disposal, we can accomplish our goal, economic and political dominance over major countries. Yes, I swear. I swear. I swear to it. When they were all saying, I swear, they were putting their hands in the middle of the table like, go team! <laughs> I thought, I thought maybe that they that were was like... interesting because so that video is video number 43 on the cartel, 43 out of 58. So I was oh. torn. I'm like, do I just introduce this at the very beginning? But I think that this is when they were trying to figure out like the next step. So I think that mm -hmm. this was around this time. I was waiting for you to say they were all like pricking their fingers and becoming blood brothers or something. <laughs> But that also explains a little bit more as to why the canneries are important. It's because they produce this carbon disulfide and Harlan's business produces it. Right. Okay. So the cartel tells Bill they were impressed with his cannery vote from the EL from ELQ. They tell Bill the second test won't be that huge. They want the plans to the PC police department and the staff payroll info. How is that not that big? I don't know. Sean tells Anna and Robert that the WSB has finally broken the cartel's code book. Bill comes to Robert's house for a meeting. Anna is trying to figure out how to get a disc out of the computer. Really? I feel like Anna would know how to do that. Give me a break. I don't know. I mean, this was, they were the big floppy disks. No, I don't think they were even the floppy disks. I think they were, I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to think too far back on some of this stuff and it would have been a floppy. No, it still would have been a floppy. It it might have been the bigger floppy because I don't think yeah. we had the hard ones yet. But still, yeah. Anna would know how to get a floppy. Like, okay, my dad was a computer programmer for the Air Force. Like, he had computer stuff way before the rest of the world knew that computer stuff existed. Mm -hmm. So if Anna's working for the WSB, I'm assuming that they have those same computer systems that like when it would come out to the world, we may not right. know how to remove a floppy disk, but she's been removing a floppy disk for six years already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My uh, dad was an electrical engineer and we had like not, we didn't use the computer. That was dad's computer out in his area that he used for his stuff that, but I don't remember which disk it took, but I agree. You know, if, yeah, like if you're working for a sophisticated company, I know, I mean, I must've been like, seven or eight and my dad had a laptop and I was like, Ooh, Whoa. what's that? Like nobody else knew what those were. Right. Type yeah. of thing. So I, yeah, I just, yeah, I like would think an international spy working for the would, government might would have used a computer before, but anyway, Bill tells Robert that he needs to have the blueprints of the police station and to know how much money Robert makes. Anna is finding some research on the cartel. She and Robert spec that there is a fourth member of the cartel at some point. There is something with the date of March 17th, 1989. Robert wonders if they were stopped from purchasing something. Anna remembers that Edward Quartermain's plane went down on that date. He might be the key person who blocked the cartel. Edward wrote a letter to Robert about telling him he was resisting being a member of the group. They must have killed him because he wouldn't join them. Anna tells Sean that she is going to get a hold of Edward's date book. Paul told Sean that he didn't know Todd's book existed. Bill and Robert are touring the secret room at the cannery. Anna gets word that this pilot Jack Stone got a payment the day before Edward's plane went down. The cartel finds out Bill took Robert into the cannery's secret room. Bill shows up for a cartel meeting. Scorpio had a search warrant for the cannery. He wanted to see the red door room. That sounds a little freaky. Um, yeah. Bill says Scorpio was asking about carbon disulfide. 
Ned has a heart to heart with Tracy. He tells her she has changed and that she is letting Paul manipulate her and acting like a mindless moron. Tracy tells Ned she won't do anything to undermine or hurt her new husband. She is sorry. Ned feels that she is choosing Paul over him. Sean goes to get Edward's appointment book. Poor Ned, because he like sees it from the outside and is like, mm-hmm. no, seriously, mom, stop acting like this. The cartel continues to meet. Bill asks why there are cameras in the cannery. Faison asks Bill about the plans for the police department. Sean goes to Paul and tells him he thinks the cartel killed Edward. Paul tells him Tracy will be destroyed. Paul says he could find Edward's books, but he won't because it's too dangerous. He says he is under too much pressure. Anna and Bill stage a fight since he is followed. Tracy tells Paul that she decided there is no way she's giving up her ELQ shares to make them community proper property. She says Ned is her child and she has to consider his feelings and her mind is made up. She's retaining her shares. Paul is very upset. Ned is outside with Jenny and asks her to marry him. He wants to announce it to the family. Jenny is taken aback. She wants to think about it. Anna and Sean feel like something is going to happen at the Founders Day Parade, I'm assuming. It was like always have a Founders Day like Parade. Okay. So Sean meets Paul in the park. He tells him he has information for him about his daughter's welfare. Anna and Mac are on the phone with the WSB. She is anxious to get information on Jack Stone, the pilot. Anna is building a secret room in their house. This Whoa. is what I was starting. I was thinking about <laughs> when you were just talking about why doesn't she have access to this? I'm wondering if this is kind of the beginning of when they would have started using computers because she was starting to build that secret room in their house. Oh, okay. Maybe. I just kind of felt like she's always been mm-hmm. in the WSB and like a step above, a step ahead. Sean gives Paul a pill for his daughter and tells him that he is still working for the wrong side. Sean tells him he hopes he will work with the good guys. Paul says he needs a little more time. Mac distracts the ELQ secretary so Anna can look for Edward's appointment book. Mac and Anna go through Edward's state book. They find out Edward met with Leopold and Barrett. They start to ask questions. The WSB calls and says Jack Stone was the pilot who crashed Edward's plane. He is also Leopold's stepbrother. He survived the crash. Paul is summoned by the cartel. They want to know why he hasn't gotten Tracy's stock yet. They threaten to kill Tracy if he doesn't get it soon. Bill delivers the plans to the cartel and they feel he has passed another test. Paul meets with Sean and tells him the cartel's threatening Tracy is the last straw and he is ready to switch sides and work with Sean to bring down the cartel. He says the first step is to get a sample of the virus used to infect Tiffany and his daughter. Then November 19th through 25th, Anna, Mac, Sean, and Robert all meet about the information she and Mac discovered. Sean tells Anna and Mac that and Robert that Paul has come on to his side. He says that the cartel will kill Tracy. Sean says that Paul is also worried about his mother and daughter. They conclude that the canneries are very important to the cartel. Anna goes and pays a visit to Jack Stone, the pilot. He tells Anna the stories are true about the Bermuda Triangle. The pilot says he took an early retirement. Anna tells Sean that she thinks the pilot was hiding something and maybe can prove that Edward's plane was downed deliberately. Bill discovers an invoice with Harlan's signature on it in the secret cannery room. That's the red room. He tells Robert he found an empty canister and he thinks that the cartel might use them to fill with carbon disulfide. Bill can't find one of the empty tanks when he brings Robert to see them. They are missing. Anna tells the Quartermains the investigation into Edward's crash is being reopened and Alan vows that if someone killed his father, he will do more than find it intriguing. Bill tells Sean that he can't find the canisters. He thinks they might be in the secret room. Bill finds the guard for the secret room passed out. Mac tells, sneaks into Faison room, Faison's room again. Harlan comes to visit Julia at work. Harlan wants Julia and Bill on a luxury cruise together, and he wants them to board the night before. He wants them out of town before the big explosion is set to happen on Founders Day. Anna questions the sole survivor of the plane crash, Julia is excited to tell Bill about her father's offer for the cruise, and Anna tells Sean that she does not think that Edward died in the plane crash after all. The cartel meet, and Paul tells them that the EPA closed construction on the plants. The cartel is furious. Harlan tells them to work on the stock from Tracy. They tell him she might not be alive if he doesn't get the stocks. Ned tells them Ned convinced Tracy 
not to merge their stocks. Faison says when Tracy dies, he will get the stocks and time is running out. Paul says that will not be necessary. Sean tells Paul that the cartel needs to know Robert had nothing to do with the EPS stalling the cannery construction. He tells Paul to make sure to ask the cartel for more pills for Susan and Tiffany so they don't get suspicious. Ned walks in and wants to know why Sean's there again. And Paul tells him to mind his own business. I mean, fair enough. Right. Something's up. Yeah. Yeah. Bill gives the cartel information on the tanks and he wants to know where, what the loyalty test is. Bill calls Robert's office to give them an update, the updated report on the cartel. A military captain comes in and talks to Robert and Sean. Paul calls the cartel and asks for another pill for Sean. They tell him to tell Tiffany to take some vitamins and hang up on him. Paul arrives at the Q living room and talks to Lila. Lila says what a lovely man he is, and she doesn't understand why Edward doesn't like him. Remember, she is still just talking to the picture. Mm -hmm. Paul tries to convince Tracy, again, to give him some control over the stock. Tracy refuses and tells him he is starting to cause discord in their marriage. She says he was supposed to make her co-chairman of ELQ. He tells her one of these years he will do that. And she says, well, then one of these years I'll consider giving you my stock. Tracy is mad and just wants to go to lunch and stop talking. Then Tiffany goes back in the hospital on November 22nd. And Tony isn't sure that the antidote pill will actually work, but they give it to her and tell Sean to kind of like leave her alone. Paul meets with Faison and says Tracy won't budge. Faison lets him know he only needs a few hours to figure out how to kill Tracy. That's kind of freaky. Mm-hmm. They have to use the carbon disulfide on the demonstration day. Faison says he is going to give Tracy the virus now and tests it out with the antidote pill. They give Paul a deadline of Tuesday to get her shares. Faison tells Bill his test is to kill Robert Scorpio. Bill tells Robert the plan. Hey, by the way, I was told to kill you. <laughs> Robert says that this means the cartel is serious. Well, yeah. Good call, Robert. Robert says, okay, you should kill me. Bill tells him that he has oxygen tanks in the plant. And Robert gives Bill a gun. He tells him he has an idea. Anna tells him about Tiffany and using the experimental pill. And Robert tells them that he is going to switch the oxygen tanks. Robin tells Anna he can't go to the hospital with her. Harlan meets with Bill at the lighthouse. Bill tells him that he is meeting Scorpio at Jake's bar to have some drinks and to bury the hatchet for Nancy's murder. He plans to get him drunk before he kills him. Well, that's nice of him. But then Bill and Robert are at the bar getting drunk. This is now the second time that they have gotten drunk together. <laughs> Someone shows up and asks Bill for a meeting. He says he works for Tob. He wants to see the gun and make sure that it is loaded with a real bullet. Robert is totally drunk, or at least acting that way. And Bill shoots Robert. Harlan shows up. Bill accuses him of following him, and Harlan needs to put one more bullet into Robert for good measure. Bill screams no, and he shoots Harlan. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Bill. Bill tells them that he killed Scorpio and gave them his gun and his badge. Bill tells them that there was one problem. Bill said he had Scorpio in his sights and Harlan stepped out of the shadows and tried to save Scorpio. Bill said that he had to kill them both. That was really good cover. Mm-hmm. He gives them Harlan's appointment book with the dates of the meeting with Robert Scorpio. They believe Bill about Harlan and he says that he says he threw them in the harbor. We're going to say that was on Pier 54. Bill says that he does not think Scorpio will be missed too soon because he had appointments out of town. Leopold says he will tell Harlan's secretary that Harlan is out of town so Julia doesn't get suspicious. They welcome Bill into cartel. Why did I write hotel? <laughs> Bill is feeling horrible about killing Harlan. Tiffany wakes up and is feeling better and they are happy to see that the pill seems to be working. And then Anna thinks that Edward might really be on a small island if he was rescued by a fisherman. She decides that she needs to go to the island. And Julia leaves Bill several messages at the lighthouse. Robert is at home and Matt comes to visit. He puts Anna on the phone and informs her that Bill tried to kill him. He tells her that Harlan is dead and it came down to either being him or Harlan. Robert tells Mac how Harlan really did try to kill him. Bill has a flashback to when Harlan died 
and he gives a ring to Julia. So as he's giving his girlfriend a ring, he is thinking about how he killed her dad. Yeah, very romantic. Mm -hmm. Leopold tells Faison that some things work out for a reason and his doubts about Harlan are now Harlan are now resolved. Bill enters and they ask him how he feels about killing Harlan. Bill says that he, he was going to kill him, so he was feels nothing. They ask Bill about his feelings for Julia, and they fill him in on their plans for the Founders Day celebration. Robert thanks Bill for saving his life, and Bill wants to nail the cartel. He tells them about the agenda for Founders Day. Bill and Robert find the missing tanks that disappeared the other day from the red door room. Why don't they say the room with the red door? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> they plan to switch them with the oxygen tanks in his office because we just have oxygen tanks hanging out in our offices. Yep. Bill tells them that he has to test them out to be sure that it is the carbon disulfide and Robert takes a whiff and gets all loopy. Anna is in the islands meeting with a loyal trying to find information on Edward. She gives him money to find the captain who may have saved him. Anna shows the guy a picture of the man he rescued and asks if it was him. The guy draws some dots on it and says it's a definite maybe. He says the guy he rescued was a bum. He says he is painting and living on an island not too far from there. Anna offers him more cash to take her there. He tells her his boat is down for seven hours getting fixed. And then November 26th through December 4th, Faison calls Paul and says it's Tuesday and there are still no shares from Tracy. Faison says it's going to be a sad day for Lila. She lost her husband, and now she's going to lose her only daughter. Sean goes to the hospital to see Tiffany and says he feels like she is a prisoner there. Even though they know the pill worked, they can't let the cartel know. Anna is still on the island looking for Edward. Some bartenders identify him as Hank. He says he never acquired a taste for tropical drinks. Anna finds Edward sitting at the bar ordering a drink. She yells out Edward. He recognizes her and yells Anna back at her. They hug. Edward explains how he survived the crash. He lived like a native and had jobs and stuff on the island. He said he was afraid to go home because he was afraid for his family. He said he hoped that Robert would find the letter he attached to the back of the picture. And Anna goes back to Port Charles and Edward stays in Florida until things calm down. Anna fills Robert in on Sean and also the fact that Edward is alive. Paul and Faison meet at the park and asks, he asks for more time. Faison says he's sorry, but the deadline has passed and he holds up a vial of the virus he'll use on Tracy. Paul fights him for it and Faison stabs him, but just as Paul knocks him out, he gets the vial. Sean finds Paul bleeding in the park and calls 911. Paul wants to tell something and he gets him to take the vial out of his pocket. Tracy is at the ER window watching Paul. Ned comes in to comfort her. Sean comes in to check on Paul. Tracy thanks him for being there to bring Paul in. Monica and Bobby are checking Paul when he comes to. Paul mumbles something about can't kill Tracy and I love you, Jenny, that Bobby and Monica hear. Faison goes back to the cartel meeting and tells Leopold about the altercation with Paul. Leopold says that's bad, but at least Robert is dead. Bill and Robert discuss how they put the cartel out of business by destroying those tanks. Bill still regrets killing Harlan. All of a sudden, Bill realizes there are three tanks still out there and tomorrow is Founders Day. Bill and Julia are talking about their cruise that night. Julia is questioning her father's whereabouts again. The police aren't doing anything about Paul's stabbing and Tracy and Ned are wondering why. Monica arrives and tells them Paul is stabilized. Tracy wants to see him, but Monica is hesitant because she is afraid that Paul will say something about Jenny. I thought Tracy, that was sweet. That was sweet. They they are good sister-in-laws when it comes down to it. They just like to fight a lot. Yes. Tracy begs her. Ned has to cancel his date with Jenny. He tells her about Paul getting stabbed, and Jenny freaks out. Bill comes to meet with Leopold and Faison. Faison says today and this evening will be their moment to shine. Chief Lewis and Anna discuss Founders Day and the police officers rehearse their script for the TV show. Anna finds a tank at the hospital and examines it. Robert tells Anna he will be wearing a wire during the festivities. Mac tells Robert he looks great in disguise. Robert tells Mac he will be wearing a wire. He tells him if he doesn't find the tank, a lot of people are going to die, 
so they will evacuate the place. Someone is at the hospital changing out the fire extinguishers. A photographer tries to deter Anna to get her picture. Anna discovers they charge no, Anna discovers they changed the fire extinguisher. Robert talks to Mac about the plan, but Anna is not there yet. Robert tells Mac to make sure Anna is on the receiver the minute he enters the cartel's room. Anna runs into the outback. She is panicked. She has to find the oxygen tank that was at the outback. Paul wakes up and Tracy is so happy. Paul asks her if she is still alive. Then he starts yelling for Tony. Tracy talks to Paul to find out what happened. He tells her it was the robbers. Tracy says they will go to the police and find out who did this. She couldn't bear to lose him. They go get Tony for Paul. Jenny asks if she can sit with Paul for a while now that she knows Tracy and Ned are gone. Paul perks up and tells her his heart is pounding. Jenny looks sad. She says it's painful seeing him like that. Paul tells her how much he loves her and he wishes he could turn the clock back. Jenny says he is married to Tracy, so there is no point. Tony tells Paul he got the virus and he is going to find the cure for Tiffany and Susan and that the cartel is going to be busted by Anna and Robert. Jenny left her glove in Paul's room. Anna and Matt keep looking for the tank. They find it, but the tank is empty and it has already been deployed. Bill comes into the secret meeting room of the cartel where they are set up to watch that day's events. Bill asks Faison and Leopold who the other visitors are. They have a special assignment for Bill. His assignment is to get the construction of the new cannery back on track. They show Bill they have the PCPD, GH, and the Outback on three TV screens. He says soon they will be filled with the sounds of life and death. Other cartel members show up. Robert shows up in disguise. Faison starts to question Robert. Anna and Mac are listening to the wire. Leopold tells Bill that balloons are going to fall at the Founders Day celebration filled with lethal lethal doses of the gas. People will think they are filled with prizes. Someone knocks into Robert as Bill is trying to fill him in and ruins the wire. Meanwhile, at the Outback, Alan and Monica, Tony and Bobby, the mayor and his wife, Simone, etc. are at the Outback. Mac informs someone that they are to evacuate at 6.50 no matter what. Leopold tells his guests they are going to see the first ever demonstration of carbon disulfide on the public. They say it is going to happen at 6.30 rather than 7. They show people at the police department getting sleepy. People at GH are getting all loopy. And people at the Outback are getting ready to watch the balloons fall. Bill and Robert watch and freak out as everyone collapses. Everyone is passed out at the Outback. Robert and Bill comment on how everything went wrong. The cartel starts freaking out when they see that everyone was faking at the three locations. Anna and the rest of the police bust in and arrest the cartel members. Anna says she has someone to see them. Edward walks in. He tells them reports of his death are greatly exaggerated. Didn't Holly say that this week? She when she did. saw Sunny, yeah, when she saw Sunny, she said, "Yes, rumors of my death are greatly exaggerated." Anyway, Edward congratulates Scorpio. Leopold asks Bill when he decided to turn on them. Edward says he will help in any way he can to put the cartel behind bars. Sean is in Paul's room waiting for him to wake up. He hears someone come in. He hides with his gun. It is Tiffany. Sean tells Tiffany that he thinks the cartel knows about Paul, so that is why he was protecting him. Robert calls Sean to tell him they busted the cartel. Bill tells, Rob- Bill tells Robert he needs to find Julia and tell her about her dad. Robert said he needs him to make a statement first. Tiffany confronts Leopold and Faison. Tiffany wants an exclusive on the story. Of course she does. Again, thanks for poisoning me, but I want the exclusive. Robert promises her a jumpstart. Robert talks to Faison and Leopold. Faison asks Anna how she figured him out. They fill him in on the idiot producer who kept putting his jacket on top of the tank. They showed flashbacks on how they all discovered what was going to happen at the Outback. A cop arrives at the hospital and says he is waiting for the commissioner. Meg turns her back and he goes to sneak into Paul's room to kill him. Sean is waiting under the sheets and grabs the knife out of the way. The real police arrive and arrest him. Edward takes Edward talks to Robert and gives him a statement. Edward wants to go home to his family. Robert arranges a ride for him. Bill leaves to go find Julia and fill her in on his fa- on her father. 
He finds a note from her saying she's going to New York City to find her dad. The guests at the Outback discuss what happened. They want to know what it was all about. Tiffany shows up with her camera crew to do the story. She interviews Mac about the cartel's plan. Dominique hears the story about the cartel being bought down on TV and sees Mac. She says she feels like she is ready to join the outside world now. The celebration continues at the Outback. Anna goes to visit Faison in jail. She talks to him about how she waited so long to see him behind bars and that he will never come between her and Robert again. She doesn't want him to be obsessed with her anymore. Faison says that's just the way it is. Sean comes in and says how good Faison looks behind bars. He tells him the punk he sent to kill Paul is willing to testify against Faison as well. Lila is talking to Edward's portrait, telling him how much she needs him here now. And Edward walks in. He thinks she, <laughs> he thinks she's gone bonkers talking to his picture. <laughs> Lila is shocked but happy, and they have a sweet kiss. Aww. Tracy goes to see Paul's daughter, Susan. She is going to take her and his mother to see him. Susan says she doesn't know what she would do if something happened to her daddy. <laughs> Tracy seven. That's appropriate. <laughs> daddy. Um, Tracy agrees. Tony checks on Paul. He is doing better. Sean and Anna come to see Paul and fill him in on bringing down the cartel. Tony says Paul can go home that afternoon. Paul asks if Robert is going to file criminal charges against him. Paul asks about Susan. Tracy brings Susan to see Paul and he is happy to see her. She says she has a hero for a husband. Tracy takes Susan down to the cafeteria and Tony says he will make sure she has all the pills she needs until he can find the cure. Bobby and Tony talk about getting to tell Paul his daughter is free from the nightmare of waiting for a pill to survive. Bobby says how proud she is of him. Julia arrives at her office and sees files being taken. The WSB take her into their office to fill her in. Anna and Sean fill Paul in about the canisters. Sean tells Bill that Julia has been taken to the WSB in New York for questioning. He says she will return soon. Bill calls the WSB office to talk to Julia. She tells him they confiscated all their files Bill begs her to come home. Tracy comes back to see Paul. She kisses him and tells him she wants to bring Susan to stay with them for a while. Paul thinks it's a bad idea. She leaves to take Susan home and tells him she loves him and will be back to pick him up. Bobby comes in and says she needs to do release papers for Paul. Bobby tells Paul he is really lucky to have Tracy as she loves him very much. Paul kind of makes a face and says he supposes so. And the following week, December 5th through 11th, Ned walks in and asks AJ why Lila summoned them to a meeting. Alan and Monica arrive. Monica tells Alan that Paul called out Jenny Eckert's name when he came out of surgery. Tracy walks in with great news that Paul is coming home today. Lila comes in and says that Edwards is alive and they think she's all nuts. <laughs> Lila fills in the Q family on what happened to Edward and they are all a bit skeptical because it sounds crazy. Then they ask if anyone has seen Edward, and Lila says she has. They doubt her, and then Edward walks in. Tracy runs to him, and they all celebrate. Edward says the one thing that kept him going was a good martini. <laughs> not his family. Not his nope. amazing wife. Nope. Just some good martini. martini. He didn't like those fruity. Didn't like the fruity drinks. Island nope. drinks. Tracy can't wait to tell Paul that Edward is alive. She tells him that he had amnesia, but is fine. And now he remembers everything. Mm. And Paul looks worried. Tracy introduces Paul to Edward and tells him how Paul has brought EOQ back to the black. Paul says it was a pleasure to meet him again. Edward says that by some trick of the devil, Paul is married to his daughter, but he is still a crook. Tracy is upset and Paul says he needs to check his bandages. Tracy says she will be waiting for his explanation. The rest of the cues are excited that and happy that Edward is back. Monica reminds Alan that Paul loves Jenny Eckert and how is that going to, and how that's going to destroy Tracy. Alan says they need to save that for another time. He thinks it's funny that Paul loves Jenny because he's probably making the connection of Jenny's with Tracy's son. Right. Robert and Anna go rushing upstairs. 
to bed when they get a phone call. Robert hangs up on Lewis and says that they are busy. Then the WSB calls and Anna has to get it. WSB says that they want to take the cartel off of Robert's hands and that they are impressed with how he captured the cartel. Tracy confronts Paul about the truth. In a powerful scene, he admits that he was part of the cartel and that he married Tracy because he was ordered to. Tracy asks him if he ever loved her at all. He says he is sorry and she should get rid of him. Tracy composes herself and tells him she has been the subject of ridicule for marrying a younger man and you cannot ridicule a quartermain. So she will not let him go and he needs to go upstairs and get dressed for dinner because she's not going to divorce him. Ned and AJ discuss Paul and his CEO days of being over because Edward's back. Ned tells him to sit back and watch the fireworks happen. Tracy and Paul have a very tense with conversation with Ned and Jenny. Ned and Jenny leave to walk in the garden. Ned proposes and she accepts. Ned walks in and makes the announcement that Jenny will marry him and that Tracy and Paul were their inspiration. And everyone <laughs> exchanges strange looks. Bill gets a call from Julia that she is back in town and is at the hotel. She's, she says she will come over. Bill waits for her to arrive. He has the ring Harlan gave him to give to her. I think I kept that out. Harlan gave Bill a ring as he was dying. Sorry. Nice. I forgot or that wasn't written. Bill takes Julia. Julia arrives at the lighthouse and Bill tells her that Harlan is dead. She breaks down. Bill takes Julia to identify Harlan's body. They tell Julia he was shot to death. I'm sorry, but at this point, it's been like two weeks, right? Right, right. Thanks for letting me and know now. Even in general hospital timeline, it's it's been some time. Yes. Why wouldn't, before she was pulled to be questioned, why wouldn't they have had her, why wouldn't they have told her that her dad was dead? Yeah. And had her. No idea. Unless the body wasn't found yet. Because remember, he said that he kicked it into the harbor. True. So maybe, maybe, maybe there. Okay. Julia returns to the lighthouse and she doesn't want to be alone. Bill tells her that there is something he needs to tell her first and fills Julia in that her father was part of the cartel and not killed by them. Julia is shocked and in denial that her father was involved with the cartel. Bill starts to tell her about his initiation into the cartel and Julia says she can never forgive him for killing her father. Julia is crying in her office, looking at a picture of Harlan. Julia makes a call regarding Bill Eckert. Bill is at home upset too. And Julia calls an attorney to dissolve their partnership. Like their business partnership. Sean and Tiffany are getting ready to go to the hospital to meet Tony. Tiffany is wearing a strange mask. Sean tells her it is something from Mexico and to throw it in the trash. Bobby and Tony talk. He thinks that he solved the problem. He just needs a blood sample from Tiffany to test it out. The WSB take Faison and Leopold away. Robert gets a call from the WSB that Tob and Faison staged an escape. Tob was shot and killed, but Faison got away. Anna freaks out and says that he is unstoppable. Robert says they will beat him. Robert puts extra security on Robin at school. Tony calls Paul to tell him about the cure. Tony, Tiffany, and Sean all celebrate. Can we just say that Tony's like the little unsung hero in this whole thing? <laughs> Robert and Anna show up. Robert and Sean talk about Faison. He says Tiffany doesn't know yet. Mac and Charlotte come back from Christmas shopping, and Robert tells Mac calls Mac to tell him what happened with Faison. Anna opens her front door and finds a package there. She opens it and it's a videotape. It's a, it is Faison on tape giving Anna a message. He tells her he will come back for her soon and they will be together. Robert will not stand in his way. And Robert says he will kill Faison. Anna and Robert are watching the tape again. And Robert says he has not told Bill about Faison's escape. Bill boards a plane and finds out he is sitting next to Julia. And they are on a flight returning home after attending Harlan's funeral. Mac invites Robert to lunch and they start reminiscing about growing up and their Cocker Spaniel. Again, this dog thing that, why doesn't Robert have a dog? And spending the holidays together. Robert tells Mac about Faison and that he is assigning a guard to Mac. Julia reads a letter from Bill about her father and how bad he feels. Bill gives Julia a proposal from Ned about selling the canneries that Paul bought. 
Bill comes to see Robert and Robert tells him about Faison and that he is also assigning a guard to him. And then the next week, December 12th through the 19th, Ned asks Tracy if she saw the morning paper. Ned tells her that the DA may press charges against Paul for his involvement in the cartel. Clients are pulling out of Bill and Julia's business due to Harlan's involvement in the cartel. Bill and Julia have a drink together. Bill tries to explain to Julia again what happened. They explain to the client what happened. The client thinks Bill is a hero. Paul runs into Jenny when she is leaving the hospital. Paul's there for a recheck before meeting with the DA. Paul tells Jenny that he is going to tell the DA he was blackmailed. Jenny says, well, weren't you blackmailed into marrying Tracy too? She storms out. Tracy is with Jennings in the Quartermain mansion. He gives her a glove that Paul's sister left in his room. Tracy says Paul doesn't have a sister, but then Edward walks in. She tells Edward he has to help her because Paul is going to get charged. Edward says Paul's a loser. Tracy says that if people find out Paul blackmailed her into marrying him, the Quartermain name will be the laughing stock of poor Charles. Edward says he hired a lawyer for Paul and that Tracy is a Quartermain through and through. He also tells Tracy she needs to be at the meeting slash questioning because the Quartermain name lends dignity to any tawdry affair. Tracy is with Paul when he is questioned. The lawyer makes the case and says he is going ahead and taking it to the grand jury. They leave. The media are outside. Tracy gets stopped and asked if she supports her husband. She says it is all lies and she stands by him. When they are alone, Paul thanks her for her support. She whips her arm away and says she didn't do it for him. She did it for herself. They go to dinner. Paul asks why she would want to be there with him. Tracy said they have an image to uphold. And how could he humiliate her by saying that he was blackmailed into marrying her? She tells Paul he will do exactly what she wants since the cues are keeping him out of jail. Ned and Jenny walk in. She sees Paul watching her and says she wants to have a big engagement party with Ned and they kiss. Tracy sees Paul staring at Jenny and asks if he would rather sit with them. Tracy wonders what Ned sees in Jenny as she is ordinary. Paul says obviously he sees something Tracy can't. Tracy and Paul are bickering, waiting for his daughter to arrive. She is reaming him out for bringing bad publicity to the Quartermains. Paul says he remembers reading about Tracy making headlines with Mitch Williams when he was in grade school. Ooh, that was a low blow. Mm-hmm. Susan comes in and wants to know if her daddy is going to jail. Tracy steps in and explains in a very loving way what happened. She, Susan, and Paul share a sweet scene. Tracy tells her Paul was a hero. Susan says it will be a great Christmas. Paul thanks Tracy for being wonderful with Susan. Tracy says she didn't do it for him. She knows how important it is for a little girl to love and respect her father. Tracy tells him she has hired a PR firm to put a good spin on the family and the media. Paul asks why they don't just divorce. Tracy says he will be a member of the family for a long time. Max comes to see Robert and Anna. Robert says Faison is up to his old tricks. Robert says Faison is Yemen. Mac wants to know why they can't grab him. They tell them they can't get to him easily. Anna comes to see Bill and finds Julia. She tells her about Faison. Julia asks her to fill her in on her father. Tracy comes into Ned's office and wonders what the items on the board's meeting agenda means. Ned says they are dumping Paul and the canneries. Tracy tells him Paul is still CEO and Ned tells her not for long. Julia and Bill are still at each other's throats, but softening. He asks her to meet. He tells her Ned wants to chuck the canneries. Bill wants to keep them. He wants Julia's vote. He wants them to stay in business together. Paul and Tracy eat lunch together. They talk through clenched teeth at each other while she tells him that she is voting against him for CEO tomorrow. Paul tells her he is counting on her vote if she will be married to Paul Hornsby's house husband. Julia's lawyer calls her and says the WSB has frozen all of Barrett industry assets. He tells her to sell her half of the business or make up with Bill. She has to remain partners with Bill. Julia finds the letter written to Harlan and finally believes he did know about the evils of the cartel. That line should have said, 
that he was counting on her vote or she will be married to Paul Hornsby house husband. Kind of like, Oh, okay. So I apologize. I wrote of not a big deal, but I was like, that doesn't sound right. (laughs) (laughs) Then December 19th through the 26th, the ELQ board meeting takes place. Edward makes a motion to elect Ned and says, if any other Q decides to vote any other way, they'll be cut from his will. All the Qs vote for Ned. Huh? Nice. I'll just cut you out. (laughs) All the Qs vote for Ned, including Tracy, to Paul's dismay. The next order of business is selling the canneries, which everyone agrees to do. Then on December 20th, Camilla Moore took over as Anna. Tony got a package with a huge stamp of the letter N. And then Sean is in Robert's office. Robert asks Sean if he got a surprise. Robert gets a delivery and it's a box with the letter S. Sean said that he got one with a letter I delivered to him. And they think about it. I-N-S, S-N-I. They wonder what the letters mean. Robert figures out that Paul and Bill and Mac will also get one. Robert tells Anna people have been mutually receiving Christmas letters. Police officer comes to deliver all the letters to Robert. Mac got an A. Bill Eckert had an O. Paul Hornsby an F. Robert says it spells out Faison, of course, and Anna is worried. Anna says she's the only one who didn't get a package. Robin comes in and tells Anna that she got a package while she was in the shower. Robert comes to pick up Robin and Anna opens her package. In the box, it says kills on it. It is a box that says kills, says kills on it. Faison kills. And then that was kind of really the end of the main part. But by the end of 1991, Paul was no longer CEO of ELQ. He was trapped in a loveless marriage and facing criminal charges from the district attorney due to his dealings with the cartel. He did an interview with Tracy Tiffany, where he explained that the cartel had threatened his young daughter, his and Tracy's lives. So he joined the cartel to help Tony find a cure for the virus. In spite of the cues being against him now, Paul tries to make a life at being Mr. Tracy Quartermain, but finds it incredibly difficult. For his daughter's best interest, Paul has his mother, Evelyn, take her away from Port Charles for a while. Evelyn notes the turmoil she sees in her son, and he agrees that his life is spiraling out of control and that Susan doesn't need to see him like that. The only saving grace for Paul, as it stands, would be Jenny, whom he shares a kiss with on New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. So that was the cartel. Are you wonder there? how the yeah. I wonder how the cartel transitioned to the five families. Ooh, that's a really good question because it was a few years later that Sunny came. Right. That's a really good question. Like, who was running the stuff when the cartel was down, but there weren't five families yet, or were there four? It would have been Frank before? Smith at some point. Yeah, because he was the beginning, right? Right. Sunny came in ninety three. Uh huh. Oh my gosh, next year's going to be 30 years. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's a really good question because the cartel was gone for two years. Who was doing all the shady stuff? I don't know. Maybe it was a nice, peaceful town. That's not fun. (laughs) We're going to have to look into that. But I just thought that this was perfect timing, especially this week where now... But we don't know how Victor would fit in with this necklace thing and Leopold. Like, there's no Cassidines anywhere in the story. Right. So why is Victor interested in this necklace that was left to Brit by Peter? And we're all to assume it was given to Peter from Faison. Right. Right. Like, that's where we... Maybe Faison stole the Ice Princess and did that. And Victor wants it back for the Cassidines. That would make sense. Okay. But did Faison ever steal the Ice Princess? I mean, I'm sure he did at some point just because he was shady as all heck, but I don't remember a specific incident. We just did a 411 about the Ice Princess. I feel like we would have remembered that. Do a quick find and page. Ice Rin. All right. It doesn't show up in his. Okay. And he doesn't show up in theirs. In the Ice Princess. So I think it's reasonable to assume then that he didn't. So I guess we'll just see. So what did you think of that story, though? Like, it was absolutely nothing what I was expecting. I think that 
I was just kind of expecting, okay, Leopold and Faison did something together for a minute. And right. Right. They it were was, kind of like, they were peers. Like they were. Right. They it is a lot like the five families where they weren't like, yes, there was people over top of people, but the main players were all pretty much equal, mm-hmm. which is weird. Cause I always thought of Faison as like, like Helena, the top of the, the family yeah. or the top of the whatever bad stuff was going on. No, that was really interesting to to see how it all broke down and that it was business, but it wasn't just business. And to finally explain what they needed the darn canneries for, because I've always been confused on why those right. were important. <laughs> it makes sense. It does. Thank you for uh, doing all the research on it and putting it together yeah. all pretty. It was fun. It was it was sixteen pages longer initially. <laughs> <laughs> so there was also a lot that got cut out, but really just go watch the 58 videos. It's should we ever go into a global lockdown and they don't have general hospital for eight weeks again, like we went into two years ago, we will do a full deep dive of this entire storyline. Although I don't think we have to, because now we've done Dominique and now we've done this and smush them together. And that's pretty much all that there's your story. That time. Yeah. So. But no, this was fun. And I really hope that, Whatever they are doing to bring in the connection with Cody and Britt and their father's pasts follows this in some way. Mm-hmm. <gasps> that could bring Brenda back. Oh, that would be awesome. That... That's another character they cannot recast, though. Or they could bring Julia back. They could bring Julia back. I like Julia. I'd be okay with that. Ooh, there's a lot of things that they could do. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I guess join us on Monday as we recap this week's shows and maybe have further explanation as to the necklace, Cody, Britt, and now Victor. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Pier 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.